You're listening to the podcast, How Does Dancing Feel? In this podcast, I, Wilhelm Blomberg, and my colleague Taru Aho interview dancers with different backgrounds about how it feels to dance and what makes dancing unique. In this episode, I interview Jefta van Dinte. Hi, Efta. Hello. Who are you and what do you do? Yes, good question. One always starts with the profession, doesn't yeah. one? Yes, I'm working as a choreographer mainly nowadays, but I have history and background as a dancer, actually in the same dance education as you. Since 10 years now, I'm working as a choreographer more than 10 years already. And the last years, interestingly, maybe also for this podcast, is that I have stepped away more from dancing on stage, at least. And uh, working, yeah, more on the other side, so to say, of the production. I'm Swedish and Dutch, uh, but identify mo- more as a Swede. I live in Berlin since 11 years. I'm married to a German man. When I don't make choreographies, I like mushroom hunting. So very Swedish. Very Swedish, and but I would say it's a pretty in-depth hobby, and uh, generally being in nature, music, books. Yeah. Uh, for context, we both share the same school in Amsterdam uh, called MTD, Modern Theatre Dance. Uh, but Jefta, uh, what is your first meaningful memory of dancing? It is interesting, actually, the question, because I don't, I don't have a very clear memory of my first dancing experience. My first meaningful performing experience is very clear to me and it's also has been very impactful I guess in my life when people ask me how I started dancing I usually start talking about when I was 17 or so very late and how I like started to dance the kind of dances that we then were educated with Mm. in school ballet and Mm. modern or contemporary dance and so on but if I backtrack even further I have like a a little bit of a crazy story actually which was like i was the in japan i had missionary parents or they were missionaries mm-hmm. when i was a kid so they would travel around the world and try to convert people to mm-hmm. christianity and i was for one year living in japan when i was six mm-hmm. years old they would stage uh, the creation story from the bible on the streets mm-hmm. of japan and I was in that creation story, in that play, I was mm. a flower that, that was blossoming when uh, God touched him. So, and this I was, so this I was playing, like I had makeup and I had like a shirt that had a kind of cut out pattern of a flower. And I was holding a shawl inside of my hand, inside of my hands that were clasped. And when God would touch me, I would open my hands and the flower would blossom. So that was like my role <laughs> in this play. 
so my first meaningful performing experience also the first time i really experienced i guess performing in front of people in a kind of stage yeah. setting you know not not like maybe in the living room for your parents only but like in a in a more public setting in a more accessible mm. way but it's interesting that you ask about the movement or the dance experience because in a way that's that experience is much more diffused but how did you discover then dancing it was through this mm. path of performing and then i was part of like as a young younger kid i was part of a lot of these christian groups that would stand on the streets and sing and do some sort of basic choreographies like with gestures formations you've probably seen them sometimes and for the same reason of converting people so this this would be like a way to ma magnetize people to see something and then you they would stop and then we would it, part of the thing would be to go up and mm. talk to them and tell them about our god our yeah. jesus and dancing then became part of that but it was also interesting that dancing for me like the act of dancing feels like it was not something that grew out of in swedish we have this silly term somehow dance glad yeah joy of dance yeah yeah it, it's translatable to joy of dance but in sweden it's actually like a proper term somehow uh. like we would say like oh i lost my joy of dancing and everyone would mm. know what that is like so anyway i don't think like i didn't move from that perspective of like i didn't get into dancing through the joy of dancing but i moved more into dancing through my some sort of work on dancing like also something about working on my body to do certain things it was it wasn't something that started off as something free or pleasurable even per se it was something that was like it was it was immediately connoted to performing and to aesthetics and to uh training mm. also which changed at i think the and i would never like to dance at parties mm -hmm. for example like i would be this kind of dancer even as when i was educating myself as a dancer who absolutely hated to dance on the dance mm. floor and it, that all changed when i discovered mm. techno so there there i would say i discovered not through the disco or through like the social dancing as a teenager yeah. or even to those kind of hip hop or pop or r&b kind of djing sessions or something this i hated and i still cannot yeah. do that but the pleasure of dancing came through me to me a lot through clubs and okay. techno culture was this prior or after you saw like you entered a dance education this was after yeah how did you end up in a dance education then backtracking from these christian groups at some point i started to then like get interested more in the dance mm. form like in urban dances i started to go for hip-hop and uh, funk and stuff like this i would love to be good at choreographies like set mm. choreographies that were more like pop cultural yeah. or like 
ur urban or like subcultural or something like that, but not like high art. And I did that for a while, and then I just dumped. So and then I dumped everything until one day, a, a friend of mine brought me to a dance class in a basement in Stockholm of uh, a teacher who organized a program with jazz dance, ballet, and mm. modern dance. And that was really accidental, actually. Mm. These, these teachers were so enthusiastic about my... Well, they thought I was mm. talented or that I had talent, potential mm. talent. So they pushed me to do this program. And I did. And actually, one only one year later, I auditioned for Amsterdam. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's funny how you talk about, like, much later or some sometime later only then discovering techno yeah that was at the age of 27 something like that so i that was only really 10 years later you must have graduated by then i guess from amsterdam mm. yes quite long to go go for dancing <laughs> without being like super into it or how i like read it but maybe it's not true no, I mean, so I think the joy of dancing, it's not that there was no joy mm. in dancing, but that the joy of dancing was more also a, a pleasure in discipline, for example, yeah. or pleasure in getting into a certain form or aesthetics or sense-making or technique or, you know, right. and and to learn that and to be and the joy and pleasure of being able to yeah. do that was kind of big. Yeah. So it, it's a kind of pleasure, of mm -hmm. course, in, in dancing, but it wasn't really in the pleasure of this being in the sensation of moving itself somehow. In the dance glade, yeah, perhaps. In the dance yeah. glade, yeah, exactly. How is dancing currently part of your life then? Is it then connected to techno? I mean, I dance, I guess, in two situations. One is in the club and one is yeah. in the studio. And they are not, it's not that I'm dancing club dancing in the studio, but in their kind of how the person dancing operates, it's not that far apart, mm. I think. Like there is, there's a different vocabulary, yes. There's a different relationship to i don't know the the social behavior there's a different there's this different relationship to where you are like one is a workspace the other is a place mm. of leisure there's there, there are many 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 differences but there's also some similarities which is that i look for a kind of dissolution or dissolving mm. of in a way it's about getting lost yeah. Like I make this now a little simple, but like in both dancing in the studio and mm. on stage and in the club, there is a kind of drive that is about losing one's borders mm -hmm. somehow and dissolving into something that maybe is uh, inside of you or outside of you or not of you or that is also immaterial. So in a club that is induced with music and lights yeah. and the crowd and the darkness and alcohol and drugs and all mm. of those things, 
but in the studio, those can also be induced by certain procedures of um, what to be busy with, where to put yeah. your attention. Or So do you feel they are, or are they in your work, like brought closer? Is it a, an attempt to bring mm -hmm. them closer to each other? Yes, I mean, I'm not necessarily interested in sta in like yeah. staging club in my work, although it mm. has happened. Uh, but I am more interested in the kind of, I mean, this is also like one of those words that maybe is like flat, but the mm. trip, the trip, like how to me, the performing body and the subject of that body or the subject of that person, what it goes mm. through throughout a performance, for example, that is something that I want to be contaminated by as yeah. a spectator. In that sense, it has to be felt mm. also. I don't think it's, it doesn't have to be like that, but that's how I work. It has to be an experience for that person, for me to have that experience. That's the approach I have. Mm. If we if we go to the main question of this podcast, yeah. which is the name of the podcast, yeah, how does dancing feel for you? I guess in most things that I do, I I know I'm now talking about a specific kind of dancing, and I'm not talking about that this is the this is not like the only dancing that one can feel, obviously. Yeah, but how the dancing that I look for feels. It is a little bit like a meditation mm -hmm. in the sense that you uh, somehow synchronize with the time that you're mm -hmm. in. And somehow you don't have perception of the things outside of it that are not part of it and that don't make it what it is. So I was saying now that it's like you you feel like there's a mm. presence, but at the same time you also have like it's like a loss of time at the same time. When you say you the dancing you are looking for, is it that when you're when you start dancing yourself, you're striving for this, or are you talking from your uh, working perspective? Both. When working on dance, I think this is the place that I want to reach but the process within each project is the process of finding out how to condition that yeah nevertheless not not always in the same way it's still like in different expressions and in different forms and it results in different contexts and images and associations yeah. but the, somehow the subjective inner space of feeling and is still something of a, I said it earlier also, something about not necessarily knowing where one's own borders are. Is it different if you take away the work context, if it's just you dancing without the notion of performing arts or what you your professional identity? Like if you go to the club and dance, what does that feel like? Feels the same. Yeah feels the same when i have a, when i when i can write it that's how it feels uh, then you don't always write it there's also like 
I don't know. Maybe this is this is also like I think you know my work. Also, you've seen at least a few pieces. Yeah, I've I've seen. I've I've been a bit of a fan, like since Grind, which was in twelve two thousand and twelve. No, I'm just thinking that you know my work. Well, Grind is a very good example. There is always something in my dancing, and that I can relate both to the working situation to and to the resulting expressions that end up in the mm. performances, but also to the clubbing experience, which is some sense of struggle or some sense of work. And maybe, I mean, now that I'm talking to you about this, this is interesting also how you bring up my history or you ask about mm. my history and about my first kind of meaningful memory to mm. dancing and how that was in a way for me already work oriented even when I was like mm. six, you know, true, true. I was doing a job. And when I then think of those later, even those later infatuations or how should I, should I say, the enchantment of dancing was also so much related to the discipline around it mm. or the disciplining and what you could make of yourself mm. with it. Like I'm not somebody in the club who's like in, in a kind of blissful, hippie seaweed yeah. dance <laughs> for example i'm somebody more who's like it looks like i'm i don't know pulling roots from the ground yeah. or something there is already there like if i would if i would have to describe myself dancing i am there is a work there so there is something very there is something very close between dancing and working for me mm. it's a tasty picture with pulling roots <laughs> like potatoes beetroots yeah. carrots <laughs> do you ever ever find mushrooms when while dancing this is funny because you know that john cage was also a uh, heavy heavily interested in mushrooms he was into mushroom identification and he was into he was into mycology more at large i think but i just read a article about him where he where he where he was quoted and saying that he never found a link between his mushroom hunting and his art mm. and i could i can d confirm that about myself <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to ask uh, about uh, like few things how they are connected and the first one that comes to mind which you mentioned was the dancing might feel like meditation. So can you talk a bit broader about that? I meditate also mm. quite a lot, but I'm, I'm not like, I don't think of meditation as a kind of blank state where no thoughts are existing at all. But there is something about when you somehow manage to direct it in the right way from, I don't know, by the guided voice you hear, for example, or even your own talking voice mm. to yourself about how you just feel like stuff runs mm. off of you. I don't know. Yeah. Dancing is like that too. I think in a way, I don't know. It's not so, I'm not so elaborated yeah. on this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, I'm thinking also of those, you know, those people who say that when they're in very kind of dangerous sports mm. or I have that also when I uh, boulder, for example, maybe because of the, because of the height, when I climb, when I boulder. 
bouldering so like with, without harness yeah without harness there is definitely something about presence there that is not forced that i also can um induce somehow what is the relationship between first option dancing and music second dancing and performing third dancing and making art and fifth no fourth i don't know dancing and self-expression i mean to me this question of dance it's interesting because i've never been such a spokesperson mm. of dance but the other aspect of it is that i feel like it's so obvious that i'm mm -hmm. a dancer mm -hmm. and that i work that i operate from dance so like to me it's so obvious that i'm dealing with dance because i'm so obviously dealing with the moving body yeah that is enough of a definition for me plus my my history yeah. with dance like my education and my all of what i already mm -hmm. told you so so for me that that is my main access into art making that is very clear so i never really use that mm. word even but I, i'm very happy to defend it but i don't automatically go there because i think i think much more in terms of movement yeah. in general is there a difference for you between dancing and moving a body on a train is mm -hmm. moving of course. right as it moves as a train passes yeah. through a landscape the body moves and it doesn't dance so yes there is a difference and i also work with that i also work with that a body moves through space without dancing mm. and dance is for me also like a, it's it's also like a construct in another way that it is like a social construct in terms of social dancing in terms of club dancing mm. in terms of those like it belongs to form and it also belongs to like uh, educational an educational mm. practice which moving doesn't no like moving on the train that moves doesn't include an educational aspect for no. example so i don't know that's more like physics perhaps yeah but also i think when i think about moving or not maybe not moving but movement i think also a lot of light for example how light moves you know also from grind or other pieces of mine like this aspect of how light moves is something also very choreographed yeah. in my work or even or even how sound moves mm. like where is the speaker that gives a certain sound and how does it move and create movement in space by shifting or by even shifting location or from one speaker yeah. to the other or by swinging that speaker in the end for example it creates a that is so for me, the concept of movement is like in the body, but it's also parallel in another level of of all the elements of performing. It's for me, it's just the condition in which I exist. Dance and movement is my condition, and my art making. Uh, in a way, I could say like I could do anything, but I don't because this is my condition. <laughs> And I'm nerdy about movement. I'm re like the pe people who don't know me or who don't know like my, the way I work in the studio, they might think that I'm, that it's not somehow, mm. I don't know. But the people who work with me, they know that I'm super nerd. Like I love sitting around and toying with 
movement bullshit. <laughs> like seeing how one little word shifts everything or how, how you relate differently to the space's texture or how you, you know, like how, how yeah. so the way that I'm very obsessed with the way that something moves a spectator. Mm. This is something very central in how I make decisions when I choreograph. Yeah. Hey, let's let's move on to the last little bit. Yes. And the first one I want to ask is how could I experience dancing like you? What would I need around me or in how should I like? Yeah, what do I need to get started? I don't know, you could like do some hallucinogenics and pull some roots in the field. <laughs> then I think you're pretty close. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a pretty straight up answer, I think. And and if not so concretely, I think uh, to dance like me, you have to make it harder than it actually is. <laughs> Meaning you need to use more force and more resistance than yeah. necessary. You need to be in as many places in your body as possible at mm. the same time. You need to have some sort of um, thicker relationship to the space that exists outside of your body. Mm -hmm. Imagine a little bit being like a fisherman or a farmer or mm -hmm. something. So there's like a, there's something about like the motorics are a little bit rough mm. and you deal with somehow you, there's some sort of intentionality or some sort of, connection or can be narrative or can be like a desire or can be like a mantra or can be like a can be a some other relationship to something that is not uh, material that you also bring into yeah. the dancing it's a very textural answer well then uh with whom would you like to dance or for whom would you like to dance and the very last one is from whom would you like to know what dancing feels like i would like to know from somebody who is in some way immobile it could be like like in a vegetative state or could be handicapped or like in what's in which way can they experience a dance? Mm. I'm sure there is movement, right? Yeah. In them and in their sensation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that would be that would be wonderful to uh, to feel also. Yeah, like the 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 vastness in that in that restriction. Yeah. Maybe I've been curious myself to know. Uh, from someone who who can't see and hear because yeah. we're socially conditioned to dancing very much yeah. via eyesight. I mean, 
the one thought that came about who with whom I would like to dance, I had to think about my mother. Okay. Somehow it's because it's we would we just never dance、mm. together. 